its face, what I'm about to tell you might seem like an air disaster, and a pretty uneventful one at that. But once you dig in, there's a small detail that actually makes this the largest nuclear threat to the United States. Madison. This is the Tybee Island Mid-Air Collision. Uh, I think I know where this is going. Oh, it's a disaster. I'm so intrigued. Uh, just wait, it gets worse. We are just the masters of disasters, aren't we? Calamity Janes. Welcome back to Calamity Janes, the weekly disaster podcast, where to anything but plain Janes, that Jane is Bailey, this Jane is Madison, uh, we talk about disasters. <laughs> oh, that's a new one. That's a new one. I like it. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. We talk okay. about disasters and mayhem and calamity, and uh, yeah, we like doing it. We hopefully uh, end every episode telling you why this disaster won't happen again, but you know... Life isn't perfect. So here we are. Um, speaking of disasters, I need to address very quickly a, a oh, disaster from last yes. week. You do. Uh, need to address I this sincerely apologize uh, that to who? I. Who do you apologize to? I apologize to New York City. <laughs> that is, in fact, the city that never sleeps. <laughs> it is not Las Vegas, New York City, Wales. I owe you. I owe you. Period. Um. Buy you a drink when we tour. We're not touring, but you know, one day, one day when we do tour, we will specifically one day. One day. Um, and I feel like you I, could also apologize to me for this one too, Madison. I <laughs> called you out. I called you out on air that uh, New York City was not the city it never sleeps. Uh, just confirmation, not Vegas, even though. Vegas also does not sleep. Apparently, New York City has that title. That's true. And before we had a listener, very kindly, uh, I'll add, uh, Sarah McDaniel uh, emailed us and said that she was like literally stopped mid episode to let you know that New York is the city that never sleeps. She was very nice about it. So thank you, Sarah. One for being thank nice you. with your criticism, and two letting. For letting us know. Defending Madison's honor when I was just too ignorant to uh, to to let her say what she knew because she knew you it. Know what? She researched that's it. A, you made a mistake. You addressed it. And that's I did. Great. I did. And on. I apologize. It's all good. Yeah. It's okay. 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 I forgive this you. is okay. Thank you. This is gross. Madison, I appreciate that. This Do is gross. You're canceled. Canceled. <laughs> if I'm canceled, that means... We collectively are canceled unless you're going to come out here every week and be like, I am the Calamity Jane. Oh, my God. Also, you guys, uh, we have this family album and Madison and her her little Bonnie for first part. I was like, Do have we said her name? I was going to call her a little squeaker. Yeah, you little squeaker. Yes, Bonnie. Bonnie. My daughter. Um, yes, Bonnie was sitting in Madison's podcast setup. And she looked like headphones a talking. She's your little podcast. She's baby Jane, you guys. She is baby Jane. She's baby I know. Jane. We don't post uh, pictures of our daughter, so we won't include a picture here. But rest assured, she's adorable. We got oh, God, cute little, so cute. little curls and chunky little legs. And she was, she was rocking the headphones. She did yes. great. She knew what she was doing. She's going to take Madison's spot sometime very soon. Oh, yeah. As soon yeah. as she works on it, she's got a lot of... This sound. Yeah. So do you. So it's, I mean, we, it's fine. That's true. This, <laughs> once she can work through it a little bit, we'll add her. Yeah. In. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, okay. We should get started. Please. Okay. Carry on, Bailey. Well, 
On February 5th, 1958, it was a beautiful, clear day on the sunny shores of Georgia. And I don't know about you, but there is nothing I crave more on a delightful blue sky day than military exercises. That's what I was thinking. I know. Um, just to be clear, though, I did editorialize the weather. None of the articles I read for this mentioned the weather. Um, and in fact, the following events took place in the wee hours of the morning. But I just I need to create this false sense of security. So just go with it. That's great. I make up everything I say always. So. Good. So <laughs> let's let you just, dear listener, please don't use this for your book reports or whatever it is you listen to us for. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm still convinced that's what happened with the Bill Paul gas tragedy episode. No. We no, no, no. And it terrifies me. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay, so the United States Air Force decided the conditions were perfect for practice exercises involving an F-86 fighter plane and a B-47 bomber. What these two were doing in these practice exercises is anyone's guess, but whatever it was brought them so close together that they crashed in midair at 2 a.m. At 2 a.m.? 2 a.m. So, I mean, I really did editorialize on the conditions you really need to envision, I don't know, maybe a partially cloudy night, early morning, <laughs> off the shores of Georgia. It's great. I can yeah. picture it now. Yes. Now you can picture it. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, my gosh. Collided midair. You said yeah. B-52s? Uh, a fighter, an F-86 and a B-47. Uh, okay. I yeah. pulled that out of nowhere. But yeah. uh, when you hear bomber, I don't. Bomber? Oh, OK. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the F-86 I... is a fighter and the B-47 is a bomber. Lieutenant Clarence Stewart didn't see the bomber on the radar of his F-86, it's a fighter plane, and descended directly on it. Right Ooh. on, right smack dab on it. Mm -hmm. He didn't see it on his radar at all? This is, is because only... it was directly underneath it? Apparently, again, I, I it is unclear what exactly they were practicing, what these maneuvers were. The, the circumstances of the crash, there isn't a whole lot of information available. What year was this? Uh, eight, uh, 58. Oh, oh yes. okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. Uh, they just didn't have information <laughs> in 1958. <laughs> no I mean, information. Doesn't it, doesn't it explain something for you, knowing that it was... No. 70 years ago. <laughs> no, if anything, I think records are better because, like, everything was done, you know, like, on for whatever reason. By hand. Yes, yes, on paper, by hand, or by typewriter. And it's, like, all these records that, you know, now you can text or whatever, you know, encrypted, blah, blah, blah. And it's, like, no, it, everything is on a piece of paper kept in a filing cabinet somewhere in a salt mine. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's true. This impact ripped the left wing off of Stewart's mm. fighter and damaged fuel tanks on the B-47, flown by Air Force Colonel Howard Richardson. But you can breathe a sigh of relief because there were no casualties here. Okay. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. This is not the disaster, my friends. Stewart ejected, landing in a swamp. And after experiencing an immediate 18,000-foot loss of altitude, Richardson... Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you want to oh. talk about... You would have tossed your cookies on that flight. Uh, I toss my cookies anytime I want to. Any, yes, any sure. time you want to. Uh, especially lately, Richardson landed the bomber oh. safely back at Hunter Air Force Base and was later awarded a Distinguished Flying Cross wow. for his incredible maneuvering. Mm -hmm. Our grandfather had a Distinguished Flying Cross. He did, he did. He did, in fact. Um, Wowza. Okay, mm -hmm. that's incredible. Gotta, first, gotta love a good ejection. Yeah. That's exciting. The plane, that plane did not make it, but the, the pilot did. That's wonderful. Yes. And then the other guy landing safely after that? Sure did. Ooh. 
Wowza. Okay. Yeah. And that's why that's it. There's nothing more to talk about here. Disaster crisis averted. Yep. (laughs) That's the episode. Thanks. See you next week. No. Uh, I have a feeling something bad happened to that plane when it crashed. Uh, no. No. Okay. No, that's, ooh, this is the storytelling element. Okay, so <laughs> in order to land the B-47 safely, Richardson had to jettison a payload that could have jeopardized his landing. That payload, a 7,000-pound Mark 15 thermonuclear bomb. Oh, lovely. Yeah. I love abandoning nuclear Nukes. material. Yeah. Yeah. Um, For a while, the military maintained that this bomb wasn't active, that it was a dummy filled with lead, perfectly safe. So it wasn't a big deal when they didn't recover it after two months of combing the ocean near where it was dropped. You know, I not believe them. Uh, Because in 1994, declassified documents revealed (laughs) um, by Assistant Secretary of Defense W.J. Howard, he told the U.S. Congressional Joint Committee on Atomic Energy that it was, was, it was a live bomb. It had all the goals. Yeah, all the makings of a live bomb. Oh, my gosh. Yes. What dumb luck that nothing horrific happened in that moment. And it took, like, what, 40 years for them to be like, oh. Actually, actually, we knew the whole time. And uh, my question is, why train with a live bomb? Why? I have no idea. That's an excellent question. Were, were they just training? I don't know. Not for sure. Uh, all <laughs> of these questions, rem- I, I am asking these not because I have the answers. It's just, these aren't rhetorical. I'm not about to come in with a pow pow like give you some satisfying answers these are my questions and just so you know a bomb that size would explode into a fireball within a radius of over a mile that's just the radius remember so it's like half of the the diameter would be two miles and the thermal radiation up to 10 times that distance what big big bomb what is the point in training with something like that i don't i don't want too. And then I hope after this happened, they thought, hmm, maybe we shan't train like that anymore. Short. Short. We shortened (laughs) shortened train in such a way. Shortened train that way anymore. (laughs) No. Uh, No, but I think it's one of those things where you won't know until it happens again. (laughs) Because we didn't know about this until it happened. Um, And as one source put it, quote, there are better ways to get a tan at Tybee Island. <laughs> yes. I tend to agree with that. And side note, the title of the article that had this quote, easily the most entertaining article about this that I read, it was called, That's So Savannah. Bomb at the Beach Remains Hauntingly Mysterious on Tybee Island. That's lovely. I love that. I Do you happen to have the name of the author? Of I don't. Article? I don't. But all as always, all articles will be linked in the show notes. Um, so you can go read this for yourself. But I just I there are, in fact, better ways to get a tan on Tybee <laughs> Island, I'm sure. I think there is a better way to get a tan literally anywhere else. Anywhere. Literally <laughs> anywhere. Um, can you imagine, though, like 10 times like no. a 20 mile boom on the east coast i do i've been doing a lot of just random scrolling on reddit because i have to lay down after every meal like Mm -hmm. a wilting flower and so i just look at reddit until the overwhelming urge to throw up goes away Mm -hmm. and 
I came across a video a couple days ago. It was like, you know, what the scale of different meteor, you know, asteroid impacts would look like on Earth. Oh, why'd you do that? Oh, it scared the poop out of me. It was awful. Don't do that. Oh, it got bad so fast. There's nothing you can don't do that. I, when we watched uh, Don't Look Up over Christmas, uh, like, not the most amazing movie in the world, but I, like, I was deeply impacted in, about yeah. this movie. Because I know it was obviously, like, a very thinly veiled metaphor for uh, the environmental crisis that is very real and right. something that we should absolutely be paying attention to. But uh, I was way more focused on the asteroid part of it. Yeah, yeah. I was scared to death. Like, getting wrapped up in the Earth. literal plot and you're like... Oh, people just, oh, that, that is catastrophic. What would, what would the world be like if you just, if you found out that this thing was hurtling? And that is why there, uh, uh, what year was it? Congress created a committee, a commission to look for these things. Mm -hmm. What are the earth destroyers specifically? Oh yeah. Oh gosh. It got, it got to me in, in different ways. I think been contemplating death a lot. <laughs> uh, this is like the first time you said this to me was a few weeks ago. So this is a long. Okay. okay. I think I just. Uh, I think ever since having a child and your life just becomes like a lot. My life felt a lot more worthwhile. This is going in a really weird this direction. Is, okay. I promise. I'm. I'm okay. trying not no, to. No. 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 Yeah. Feel it. Feel it all. You just, you start thinking about things in a different way when you have a child. Uh-huh. Maybe you agree. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And uh, I just started to get really freaked out about the idea of death mm-hmm. and, like, more anxious about it. Uh-huh. And uh, then I watched that movie and I was like... Oh, existential. Died. Oh, no. <laughs> And I was like very touched by the dinner scene at the end, and Ugh. which I thought was like kind of the best scene of the whole movie. Ugh, and all but, the feels. like, it, but again, like really got to me, and I was like, yeah, uh, yeah. So, so I've been really uncomfortable with the idea of asteroids and comets, yeah. and oof, really freaking me out lately. And oh yeah. I um, am less fascinated or, like, impacted mentally by that on a personal, like, thinking about my personal death and more thinking, like, that could be the end of humanity, you know? Yeah. Like, the end yeah, of life completely. on this little blue marble in the universe. And, like, that mm-hmm. that blows my mind. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, whew. And then it's oh. just, like, this blip in the cosmic. Because... Have we seen the James Webb Space Telescope photos oh in the vast gosh. expanse of the universe? And you're just like, we are but a wee, wee tiny little dot speck of dust in the universe's eye. What? We're so oh, itty-bitty. It's tiny, teeny, itty-bitty, itty-bitty. <laughs> uh, yeah, it it was wild. Yeah, I saw again on Reddit a video where someone yeah. had zoomed into the picture and yeah. put like a tiny little like screen over it. Yep. And then started to zoom out. And yeah. It was, like, I think everyone had existential crisis, <laughs> crises oh when those pictures came out. I saw a lot of commentaries, <laughs> a lot of video essays about, like, <laughs> humanity's place in the universe. And I was like, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, sometimes I wonder how much we're really meant to know about our place in the universe yeah. because our brains just we'll cannot explode. handle. <laughs> or they'll spontaneously turn to goo or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've had to cut myself off a couple of times <laughs> because I it's like my my head starting to hurt a little yeah. bit. Uh yeah. So this went in a really weird direction. Real weird. And I don't have a bow to put on it. I'll be honest. Here's my last paragraph. At this point, there's not much we can do besides stop looking for it. Because wherever it is, it's likely attacked and therefore poses no risk to anyone. But attempting to recover it could open the door to disaster yet again. So just to be clear, don't go looking for this bomb. Yes, it is still out there. Yes, it is likely active. Um, The end. It's not in the ocean somewhere. Do we know that it didn't go into the ocean? They can't find it. They combed. They spent two months combing the ocean. And Duke, I think Duke Energy, um, you know. Oh, good. In, I trust them. In doing their own surveys. I mean, I trust their surveys because they, you know. I feel like this is something that would impact everyone. It's in everyone's right, best interest right. to take care of. This. It's in everyone's best. So there basically there have been multiple search People have been searching in many ways. Duke Energy surveying, the mm. government looking for their little whoopsie. No yeah. one has found this thing. Duke it found a heightened level of, like, radioactive activity. Mm. And then when they looked into it more, they were like, oh, this isn't above normal given that there's, like, some mineral there. It's, like, mm. mosinite, not moissanite, but mosinite or something that is naturally more radioactive. And so. Interesting. Yeah. But no bomb. No bomb. Uh, Don't go looking for it. If you're looking um, to move out to Georgia, maybe <laughs> if, you know, after this podcast comes out with our mass influence, uh, real estate prices will go down knowing that, you know, so you might get a great a steal on Tybee Island. That is fascinating. I feel like I'd maybe heard of this a little bit before, but I definitely did not realize what was at stake. Yeah. It. And that it's two disasters in one. I didn't realize they dropped it as because I'm with you. I've like vaguely this seemed familiar until I was like, wait, wait, wait. There was an air disaster that resulted in a current nuclear disaster. Wow. Yeah. Much disaster. Yes. Disaster. Yeah, I know. It's it's truly bizarre. I don't know what else to tell you, but that's the disaster (laughs) for this week, folks. I thank you, Bailey, so much. It was (laughs) delivered clearly, concisely. It was wonderful. Just the I'm just so, so uncomfortable with the idea of this bomb being yeah. <laughs> just out there. It's just out there. Ooh, and, there is a rogue ugh. theory that um, Russians intercepted it. What they were doing on the coast of Georgia, no one knows. It's not a likely theory, but they were like, we can't find it because the Russians got it. So that's another theory. It's not a widely adopted one. I don't like it. No. No, no, no. I'm like just it. throwing I'm it out there. It. Like I said, I'm just, no, that's, that's I'm giving job. you all the information I have. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm so glad you did. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Well, it was a great disaster. I don't think it's going to make me contemplate death any more than I already was. Yeah. No, probably not. I mean, you just didn't realize that, you know, next time you're around Savannah that you might be. I oh. mean, it's got to be like good and buried under something. It's been there for 65, 70 years. I saw like. some estimate that was like, I don't know if this estimate came from actually doing the math of like, if a 7,000 pound bomb fell into soft sand, how deep would it go? But someone was like, if it's 15 meters underneath sand in the ocean, 
Leave it there. We don't need to dig it up. It's likely stable as it is. Just leave it be. Leave. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Uh, there uh, was an article, uh, a fake news article that circulated about an Australian couple who went snorkeling, who found the bomb. That is fake, just so you know. Confirmed fake. No one found the bomb. It's it truly is lost. I despise fake articles like yes. that. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Really grates my cheese. Yeah. I don't like it. Well, sorry that I'm not leaving anyone with the warm and fuzzies, aside from the fact that we did have an air disaster where everyone survived and there yes, was... Yes, that's wonderful. Know, yeah. And there was an award that came out yeah. of it. Yes. Uh, a good ejection. Yep. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, Focus on the positives. Yes, absolutely. Excellent disaster telling, Bailey. Uh, very thankful. Thank you also for doing the disaster this week. We'll probably be... Having a little bit more of an even split over the next couple of months. I am... Momo uh, is just <laughs> hanging by a thread. <laughs> I am now 15 weeks pregnant, and I am... My hyperemesis is sticking around. Raging. So, yeah, raging. It's awful. So, some weeks are better than others. This was, like, the worst week of my life. Not a but week. Uh, next week will hopefully be better. That is Okay. That's okay. I thought your energy level was great. You gave it your all. You were there with me every step of the way. I loved it, and I appreciate it. You go, Moo. You're an incredible person, an amazing mom. You're doing it. You're doing the thing. You're fine, too. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thank you. You did a great job. Thank you so much for your encouragement. It means so very much of to course. me. And, and you, best friends, you're yes. amazing. Has anyone told you? You're you amazing. Your hair looks great today. I don't think it anyone does. tells you that enough, but your hair looks amazing. And those shoes, I don't know where like you got them. those. Don't tell anyone because no. th- everyone will have them. They're so good looking. Okay. So just keep and that secret if to yourself. you're in sweatpants right now, they look so comfy. Oh. I love how comfortable you feel and look right now comfy cozy you look like a warm hug and i love that for you that's wonderful Mm -hmm. i hope you're eating something delicious uh and we are just so happy that you could join us for yet another week and uh thank you very much for the people that have been emailing us yes we love that for your kind corrections i appreciate that i really appreciate that everyone (laughs) yeah i mean a kind correction is like oh absolutely welcome the best way welcome absolutely thank you yeah the fact that you're even listening and you stopped it to email us i cannot tell you how meaningful that is Uh, correct me all day long please (laughs) yes Uh, so thank you so much to the people that email us rate review subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts thank you so much for coming with us on this adventure for another week and thank you so much we'll hear you'll hear us next week be in your ear ear canals this time next week (laughs) Oh, this episode is something else. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye, best friend.